Time to get inspired, develop and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You listen to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for non-native English-speaking yogis that want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. My name is Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on your way to become the confident, effective and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. I have to be honest with you, I was struggling a little bit to decide on what to speak about today because in our community I realized that, that we work with teachers at very different stages of their teaching journeys. So some people, they just finish yoga teacher training or are in their yoga teacher training but haven't got a lot of teaching experience yet. Then there are other teachers that have been teaching for a while, maybe in their first language, but want to switch to also teach yoga and English and expand their career opportunities. And then there are other teachers that have got a lot of experience and they're really just ready to start offering their own services. And I want to make our content suitable and useful for all of you. But sometimes I really need to think about, okay, what can I speak about that helps everyone, no matter the stage they are in their teaching journey, right? So I spoke to a lot of you. I spoke to a lot of you in the last few days. And a lot of people that I spoke with, and these are team members, students that we work with, co-workers, also friends and family. I spoke to a lot of people. And one thing that really stood out to me is that a lot of people right now feel stuck. They feel doubtful and they don't really know how to get back to that connection to themselves. And I spoke a little bit about that last week as well, right? So they feel disconnected, they're lost, they think that what they do is unintentional, they're living on autopilot and they neglect their goals, the goals that they know they have deep down inside. They want to do something more meaningful but they don't know how or they don't know how to continue because there might some things that they need to change, yeah? But I realize that a lot of people, they want to grow, they want to make progress, they want to feel more fulfilled, but they find it difficult because of the changes that entails or the changes they need to make to achieve those types of goals or find more fulfillment in the things that they do, yeah? And maybe they are afraid of what they want to do will cost a lot of work, a lot of time, or it's even impossible for them. So you may recognize this happening in your life right now. Maybe it has happened and you're already moving out of this, or maybe it happened to you in the past. And I think that even then, this is still useful for you today. So today, I want to create space to help you reconnect to your path so that you can grow in your role as a yoga teacher and navigate the changes that are inevitable because growth means we have to make changes or we have to go through changes. But I want to help you navigate that with more ease 
feeling confident, feeling capable, feeling aligned with your purpose, and actually understand what it means to grow in your role in a yoga as a yoga teacher and not fear the changes that includes. All right. If you're watching this live, it's the new moon. And I think the new moon is a really, really powerful time of the month because it happens every month to set new intentions and maybe create an action plan. But it doesn't really matter if it's a new moon, if it's the start of the month, if it is the start of the year. I believe that every day gives you an opportunity to start over. Yeah. So if you're not watching this live, you can still apply everything that I'm using or that I'm sharing with you today. Alrighty. So let's dive in because growing in your role as a yoga teacher. Now I explained, right? So everyone that we work with in our community is at very different stages. Some just finished yoga teacher training or are still doing that. Happy new moon. <laughs> are still doing training and are about to finish. Some have been teaching for a while, but they're maybe still developing themselves and others have got more teaching experience and really just want to start offering their services. Can be anything in between or a combination of those things too. So growth, wherever in your journey you are, growth looks a little bit different, right? That means that you have to work on different things or focus on different things, learn different types of things, take action in a different way. Growth is very personal and it really depends on where you are at right now. However, synonyms of growth always are development and increase or increasing something and expansion, right? So it always is an opportunity to evolve. And this applies to all things in life. But in the context of teaching yoga, this could mean learning to embody your role as a yoga teacher. It could be developing your sequencing skills. It could be increasing your vocabulary to teach yoga with more clarity and accessibility. Or expanding your services, creating new types of offerings to attract more students. So wherever in your journey you are, your growth looks different. It's very personal. But it always means evolution, expansion, an increase or development. And it never happens. Growth doesn't happen without change. Yeah. So. Let's have a look at those examples. If you want to develop your sequencing skills, you will need to learn new sequencing techniques. You need to practice them, make them your own, and gain confidence actually using them and applying them in your classes. That change may be that you have to be a little bit critical and become observant of the things that you can improve. Yeah, Maybe it means becoming a student again which can be uncomfortable if you haven't studied for a while, right? So there's changes happening within that. If you want to increase your vocabulary for teaching with more clarity and accessibility, you will have to immerse yourself. An immersion, a change in immersion could be that instead of watching films in your first language, you now have to watch everything in English. And that may require 
more concentration, more energy from you. So whatever we want to grow, develop, improve, there needs to be a certain change. And that change can feel a little bit uncomfortable because we have to get something new. Uh, we have to get used to something new or we have to make an effort. Yeah. Another change when it comes to learning vocabulary is unlearning words that you've been using until now because they're not effective or they're non-inclusive. Yeah. To give you one more example, for those that want to start their own services or maybe even their own business, you will really need to do some inner work to define your values, to define your purpose and your reason why. And the change could be, this is a big one, the change could be that you have to stop teaching all the classes that you're doing right now or decrease the amount of that you're teaching right now. Maybe you have to stop teaching at a community center because it doesn't actually align with your purpose. Big change can be really scary or uncomfortable. So the changes your growth entails are personal and very different from anyone else. But I think it's clear now that growth truly doesn't happen if you don't put in any effort or if you don't allow for these changes to happen. They go hand in hand. Yeah, change means growth. And all of that may seem and sound very logical, but navigating these changes isn't always easy. And that's why we postpone our things we delay our goals, we wait until a better day, we think we first need to achieve this so that we can do that. But with that, really, you're putting it on hold, you're pausing it, or you're never even starting. And by that, it's never really happening either. So changes can cause a lot of resistance. And it can be scary because they could mean that you're entering the unknown a field or a place, a situation, an emotion or a feeling that you haven't experienced before. And you aren't sure if that change will actually give you your desired outcome or results. Yeah, being in the unknown, we don't know yet. It could also be scary or it could cause resistance because you think you have to disappoint people or let people down or exclude them. Going back to the example of maybe decreasing the amount of classes that you're teaching, maybe you don't want to do that because you think these people will not be very happy when you do that, right? When you have to tell them that. Another thing that it could cause is that you have to learn new things. And I think this is one of the biggest one always. We have to learn new things. And one of our students said this to me, and it really stuck with me that she said, it feels like I have to start from the beginning again. I have to start all over. Everything I've learned until now isn't relevant. I really have to start from zero. None of these beliefs is true. None of these situations are true either. But it does require some courage from you to approach the changes that you need to make with positivity and with trust really trusting the process. Yeah. I'm going to give you two of my own examples so that you have some ways in which you can think of your own situations. 
I hope that these are relevant to you, but maybe they will help you think of what it is that you need to change, right? So for me personally, when I did my first yoga teacher training, I really disliked it. I really didn't like my training and not because of the training. It was really just because I was uncomfortable with myself, uncomfortable speaking the yoga language, trying to cue people or even trying to tell them what to do, made me feel uncomfortable. And I told my teacher, this isn't for me. I really don't want to be a teacher. I like to practice yoga, but I don't like teaching it. Yeah, I don't want to have that responsibility or telling people how to move. And after I realized I just didn't like the way I was taught to teach. Yeah, so the person teaching me how to teach, I didn't like that approach. And I didn't like the idea of what a teacher should be like. Yeah, I realized that afterwards. And then I thought, okay, there's a challenge here. But if I do want to teach, if I do want to teach in a way that I like and I think is useful, I need to change my approach and find my own teaching style, develop my voice, be comfortable with telling people what to do, but not ordering them around, just communicating that in a compassionate way, in a way that suits them and helps them, right? So this is a challenge and it means changes because we're growing into a role of a yoga teacher that still reflects your own personality, that feels authentic, but it doesn't happen if you don't allow for changes to happen, if you don't allow mistakes to happen, for example, or get comfortable with the uncomfortable because it's always going to be a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning. It wouldn't have happened if I didn't have the courage to at least try and to find my own way. Yeah, so it's a really great example of growing in your role as a yoga teacher, staying authentic, owning your personality, your style, the words that you use, finding the words that you use in a foreign language if you want to teach yoga in English, and use your approach to really feel yourself when you're teaching as well. Instead of taking on the role of what you think a yoga teacher should be like right? Another example is when I moved to Spain, and this was in 2018. I moved to Spain from Edinburgh. I was living in Edinburgh in Scotland, and in Scotland, I taught at various language schools. And I had to quit these language schools because I was moving. There, I was teaching adolescents, so teenagers, but a little bit older, like young adults and adults. So, and I really loved it. I really loved teaching these age groups. In Spain, I took on a job in a language institute. And there, I was given classes with kids. And these kids were between the ages of three, three years old, to 18. And I had them spread over the day. So in the afternoon, I was teaching three to five, then seven to nine, I think, then teenagers and then young adults. And I really didn't like it, but I was very scared to say something or to ask my director, 
if there could could have been a change because I didn't want to disappoint them. I was new. I had some experience teaching because I'd been teaching, I think, two years already by that time or three, can't remember, a while. I'd been teaching for a while, but I was new at this specific school and I didn't have a really strong relationship with the director yet. So I was really afraid of disappointing them or asking too much. But I realized just as in yoga that there are students for every teacher and there's a teacher for every student. And as teachers, we need to let go of the idea that we need to teach everyone. Yeah, because teaching everyone might not actually fulfill you. And I believe that everyone has a preference. I don't believe that you like teaching kids as much as adults or the other way around. There's always a preference. Some people like to teach people that are pregnant. Others like to teach seniors. Others like to teach people that want to improve their mental health. There's always a preference. And we need to remember that there's a teacher for every student, a student for every teacher. Yeah. And do what fulfills you. So instead of taking on a role because you think you have to do this or you're trying to fit in or you're trying to please other people, we need to make changes that feel aligned, that feel aligned with your purpose, aligned with your reasons why, and also with the way that we want to show up. Yeah. So your students much more benefit from you doing what you love and what you're good at and what excites you, what motivates you, what makes you feel excited about going to class or wake up in the morning to work with these people every day. So in my case, going back to that language school, it meant I also needed to change. So I spoke to my boss and I was really scared because I was really thinking, oh, I'm asking too much. I'm really too new and too soon to ask such a thing. But I explained the situation. They understood it. And it put me on a schedule of just adult classes. Who benefited from this? Obviously me, but the students too. Because these kids, they didn't like my classes. I didn't like working with them. And on the other hand, I really loved working with adults. And they can also feel that energy that you bring to class, right? So these are some situations in which change can feel scary. It feels like, oh, shit, I really don't want to do this. It's impossible. I'm not capable. I'm asking too much. I'm going to disappoint people. And we need to go through that because if you go or if you stay true to your authentic self, your purpose and your reason why, this is what your students will benefit from most too, not just yourself. Yeah. So changes can be big or small. And sometimes it's a tough conversation. Sometimes it means that you need to change your own approach Sometimes it means that you have to learn something new, but I ensure you always change means growth. The worst thing that can happen when you don't allow change is feeling stuck and you're feeling stuck in a false idea of a comfort zone. As human beings, think of children, 
We are naturally wired to learn, to develop, and to grow and evolve. So feeling stuck, standing still, pausing, postponing your growth, especially if this is for a longer period of time, can make you feel bitter or lethargic or frustrated or even angry and disappointed in yourself. And all of that, while you are repressing a dream or a goal, an objective, maybe you secretly dream or you wish to do things differently and experience more fulfillment, more joy, more freedom, more excitement, whatever it is, but you're suppressing that or you're trying not to think about it. Yeah. So with all the clients that I mentor or coach or the students that we have at Enga, I always ask when I see that they are struggling with this specific, let's say, concept, I always ask, what is the worst thing that could happen? It's a simple question, right? You've probably asked it yourself too. What is the worst thing that could happen? I believe the worst thing that could happen is not showing up. And by that, stay. you're deciding to stay stuck. And you're also deciding to not fulfill your goals. Because if we postpone and postpone and postpone, it's never going to happen. So for me personally, the worst thing that could happen is to give up or never try. Because that causes regret. And I truly believe that you can't regret something that you have done or that you have tried. Even if the result isn't what you wanted, you can change, you can alter your plans, you can try again, you can do things in a different way. If you think what you tried failed, it's a learning opportunity. It's never failure. And failure never is a destination. It's an opportunity for you to learn from that situation or from that so sad failure and do things differently. So especially when you want to grow in your role as a yoga teacher, living up to your purpose in the field of yoga or wellness, spirituality, health, everything that you need to accomplish and everything that you need to do can be learned, can be developed, can be improved. Nothing needs to be perfect from day one, right? There's a lot of skills that we develop along the way. If I think back at being an English teacher, then after becoming a yoga teacher, after becoming a yoga teacher and teaching many, 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 many classes, becoming a teacher training, now having an online course platform, being my own boss, Doing all the things behind the scenes, right? The website, the content creation, the courses, teaching, coaching, mentoring, leading my team. All of that includes changes. That doesn't happen in one day. And all of those skills that you learn, you weren't born with. Those happen. They develop along the way. And this is the same for whatever it is that you want to achieve. Yeah? So my aim For everyone, whether you work with me one-to-one or if you take a course or if you watch these live sessions or if you listen to the podcast, my aim for everyone is to never, ever think what if 
or I regret I never. What if I had done blah, 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 or I regret I never did or have or done whatever. But rather look back on an experience that showed you what you like, what you don't like as much as you thought or expected, or look back on an experience that went really well, better than you expected, or an experience that could have been better or done differently. Yeah, regretting not taking action to pursue your ideal career or to pursue a specific skill or achievement in your career is, for me, never an option. Where there is a will, there is a way. You need to have courage and you need to take action. And it all starts with setting intentions. And as a yoga teacher, you know very well what intentions are. Do use them for your career as well. So to grow in your role as a teacher and navigate the inevitable changes that come with it because they do happen, they need to happen, go back to your tools and your practices. Number one, embrace the unknown. Practice the yamas and yamas, follow up on your learnings of the sutra, or apply the wisdom that you've learned in your life experiences. Yeah, apply what you already know about the unknown because you've been there before to the changes that you have to make now to grow. Then get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Everything that's new may feel a little uncomfortable, but you know that with time, that changes too. All of that changes too. We just need some time to get used to something new. So allow yourself enough time to get used to what is new to you. Stay patient, trust your process. And especially if you're working towards a goal or desire that you know will fulfill you, even if you don't know the exact outcome yet, especially if you're working towards that goal desire, stay patient and trust your process. Yeah, because I know that if you do this, you're aligned with what you want to actually achieve and your purpose. Now, also remind yourself of your purpose and your reason why, especially when things get hard and are challenging. So whenever you feel defeated or experience setbacks or you end up with a different result that you wanted, remind yourself of why you're doing this. Allow some time to reflect and acknowledge a shitty situation because shit happens and there are shitty situations. But keep reminding yourself of your goals, your reason why, your purpose, so that you can see all of these negative experiences as learning opportunities. And learning opportunities is what will help you move forward. Yeah. And don't forget the things that already work for you. That can be reminding yourself of your achievements, but also reminding yourself of tools and practices that have worked for you in the past. Because in the process of changes, you may experience an identity shift and you start using new tools. And that means that maybe you forget about your journal practice or even your yoga practice or an asana that you used to really love. And so stay true to yourself and return to the tools and the practices that have worked really well for you. 
Yeah. And you may want to chase the way that you use them or the way that you apply them. But I invite you to not neglect what already works well. Yeah. What you already like, what you maybe have already done a lot of work on. Do not neglect that. So I'm going to give you a few more things that you can do today to hone in on maybe the challenges that you have around change and how to really grow in your role as a yoga teacher. Because you're listening to this for a reason. And for everyone that is still here, I want to invite you to set a new intention, set a new intention for growth and allow the changes that come with it to be part of that journey. Yeah. So set an intention for yourself. And allow yourself to go big, yeah? It's time now to stop playing small or to think it's impossible or you first need to have achieved X, Y, Z. No, go big or go home. And you're here, so I want you to go big. (laughs) Then believe in your dreams, believe in your purpose and your reason why. This is why you are here on this earth right? We've got this inner urge to do something. So listen to that, trust it. Then what I really like doing is taking a screenshot of a quote that I like that aligns with me in that moment, or that motivates or that reminds me of the thing that I want to do, and maybe the changes that I have to make. Take a screenshot of it and put it as your desktop saver or the background on your phone or other devices that you use, yeah? Use it as a background so that you can't forget about it. You're constantly reminded of it. Journal, 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 journal. Journal as much as possible. Maybe journal about the things that you need to let go of, any fears, limiting beliefs, things that are holding you back. Release and let go. And journal also about the things that you want to achieve. Yeah, the things that you want to do and reminders, affirmations that you're capable, yeah, that you trust the process, right? Affirmations that work for you and that support you in this process. Now, you can also do themed yoga practices or themed meditations or mindfulness practices. Yeah, they can help you to tune in with your growth goals. There are literally yoga practices on YouTube that are called yoga for growth or meditation for growth or growth mindset. So themed practices can really help as well. Then make intentional decisions. Ask yourself if what you do truly aligns with what you want to do or achieve or with your purpose. Because like I said at the beginning, it's very easy to live on autopilot and to just do what we do every day. And another day passes, a month, a year, two years, three years. And by the end of it, you still haven't worked on that goal that you have. So make very intentional decisions that are truly aligned with what you do, what you want to do, what you want to achieve, and your purpose. Yeah, With every decision that you make, ask yourself. Is this really aligned with your goal or your purpose? Yeah. Also, when you feel like, oh, this is, I'm not capable, I'm not there yet, 
Imagine yourself doing, living, sharing, teaching, whatever it is, what you most desire and how that person would make decisions today, right now, and how they would show up. So in the morning, and imagine you have to create a sequence. In the morning, you wake up and you're like, oh, I really can't be bothered. I (laughs) I don't really feel like it. But then ask yourself, become aware of that thought and then tell yourself, okay, the person that is already where I want to be, how would they show up? How would they make a decision? Yeah, because you are that person already. Yeah, it's not just this future of yourself. Stop thinking that is ahead of you or it's a later day, because if you believe it's really far in the future, it will stay there. You already are that person, but we still need to do the work to prove to yourself. Yeah, not explaining this the way that I want to, but I think you get the point. (laughs) You already are that person. So start making decisions as that person today and create an action plan to move forward. So it's very easy to have a lot of goals and a lot of things that we want to do and achieve in our head. But if it's in your head, it also stays in your head and you forget or you neglect. So maybe write out a spreadsheet or a Google Doc or write it in your journal, but set milestones, set deadlines and stick to them and track your progress. It's necessary if you want to achieve something. I believe so. I really believe that we need to write it out or at least have some way where we can track everything. And also don't forget about anything. Yeah. But it all starts with intentions. So at the very least, what I want you to do today, if you're not doing all of the other things right now, at the very least, I want you to set an intention. Take some time today and decide on what you want to focus on this month that supports your growth in your role as a yoga teacher and that supports you also to embrace all the changes, the inevitable changes that will come with it. Yeah, it all starts with an intention. Sending you all lots of love and have a great rest of your day. Goodbye, everyone. You listen to Your Yoga in English, brought to you by Enga Unite, a unique online learning platform for non-native English-speaking yogis. If you liked what you learned today, I would love for you to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Enga Unite. Join the community and become a member of the Teach Yoga in English support group. Check out our continuing education membership that offers you the chance to develop your skills and expertise through self-paced learning and live classes and training. If you want help understanding what you need to improve and create an action plan to achieve the goals that you have for your career as an international yoga teacher, book a free discovery call with me, Annie. You can find all the links in the show notes. This is your time to invest time in your personal and professional development.